Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for leaders in Christ's church. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you again. Preaching through Mark, Phil Crowder continues his series on Mark chapter 13. We are warned by Paul in his second letter to the Corinthian church in chapter 11 verse 14 that Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It's in a passage where Paul deals with false teachers, that is, men and women who claim to be from God but in fact are not. Indeed, some of them were claiming to be apostles of Christ but in actual fact were deceitful workmen whose intention was to lead the Church of God astray. And it's in this context that he reminds us that Satan is such a deceiver. He can appear as if he were a genuine angel of God in his goodness, an angel of light. In another place, Jesus taught us that the devil is the father of lies. That's in John chapter 8 and verse 44. And we have these descriptions in the Bible to warn us that not everybody who claims to be from God and to speak for him is genuine. Sadly, there are those who are counterfeit teachers and who are, in fact, instruments of Satan who is bent on causing as many people as he can to forsake the Lord. Their subtlety lies in the fact that they will often use the language of the Bible, but only as a mask for their own evil ends. It's obvious how dangerous such false teachers are and in the Church of Christ we are not to give them any room at all, but rather we are to resist them firmly. Well, this has a particular significance to the verses we're going to look at from Mark 13. Phil Crowder is helping us to preach through Mark 13, and today he's going to look at verses 14 to 23. So, Phil, what heading have you given to these verses? Jesus tells us, do not believe everything. Yes, there's great wisdom there, isn't there? What about the background then that will help us in our introduction? Before Jesus returns, he's told us there will be a time of very great trouble. Jesus wants us to prepare for this. Also for the disciples in the year 70, there would be a time of very great trouble. And Jesus wants to prepare his disciples for this. This of course happened in their lifetime. As we've seen, this section describes both of these times. God's judgment of Jerusalem 70 years after Jesus was born, is a picture. It's it's like God's judgment of the world when Jesus returns. So could you read verses 14 to 23 for us, please? And as we read it, ask yourself this question. What things does Jesus warn of here? Yes, certainly, Phil, starting in Mark 13, verse 14. Jesus says, When you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand, Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the roof of his house go down or enter the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that this will not take place in winter, because those will be days of distress unequalled from the beginning, when God created the world until now, and never will be equalled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, 
do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect, if that were possible. So be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. It's one or two quite difficult things in those verses. In verse 14, Jesus talks about the abomination that causes desolation, standing where it does not belong. Let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So here's a signal for them to run for their lives. In the Old Testament, Daniel talks about this terrible event that will happen in the temple. It's Daniel 11, verse 31. We read, His armed forces will rise up to desecrate the temple fortress and will abolish the daily sacrifice. Then they will set up the abomination that causes desolation. So you see, a foreign king will come to worship idols in God's temple. And Jesus says, when this happens, Christians in Jerusalem run for your lives. Verses 15 to 18. This section is about what would happen in Jerusalem in the year 70. Now that would be about 40 years from when Jesus was speaking. The Roman army will come to destroy the temple. And this was God's judgment. Because the Jews didn't believe in their Messiah, they kept to their old religion. So God is sending the, the Roman army to come and destroy Jerusalem as his judgment. However, God doesn't want to judge the Christians in Jerusalem. So Jesus tells them to run away fast when these things happen. And that did happen in the year 70. And uh, many Christians were saved because they obeyed Jesus' instructions and ran for their lives. And then in verse 19 and 20, it's a little hard to work out what Jesus is talking about here, but he's probably talking about what will happen just before the end of the world. That's certainly what he speaks of next, as you can see in verse 24 and following. And in Matthew 24, verse 29, Jesus says, Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. So therefore, verses 19 and 20 here in Mark 13 appear to be talking about what will happen just before the end of the world. Coming to the sermon itself, what you say is the main point of the message that we should bring to our people? Well, there are two, really. There will be a time of great trouble before Jesus returns. And don't believe everything you hear about the end of the world. How do you suggest we sort of introduce this? What do we need to work on? I think there's a, a worry here for us, because when we talk about the end of the world, some people become very excited and they may have lots of different ideas about what will happen. Perhaps things they've heard from one Christian teacher or another. And the danger is that then we, we miss what Jesus wants us to learn. So in your talk, be very careful to keep to what the Bible says. Keep to Jesus's main point here, which is to be ready when great trouble comes. Well, you said there are two main points for the sermon. What are they and what verses do they cover? 
a terrible time of trouble. Verses 19 and 20. Perhaps you could read those again. Yes, Jesus promises there will be times of difficulty. And then in verse 19, because those will be days of distress unequal from the beginning, when God created the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. Why does Jesus warn of great trouble? Well, Jesus wants us to keep strong when terrible things happen. Christians look forward to Jesus' return. But first we must be ready to go through very hard times. Mark was writing to Christians who faced terrible times in their own lifetime. The Roman army would destroy Jerusalem. Many Christians would die for Jesus. Perhaps they thought that there would be no Christians left. But God looks after his people, his elect, as some versions put it. He has chosen them and he will keep them. And we must remember that too, mustn't we? Terrible times will come. That's a promise. But God is in control. And he has also told us that big trouble, a time of great pain and disaster will come before Jesus returns. And we must keep on to the end. Yes, indeed. Well, that's the first point, a terrible time of trouble. What about your second point? Do not believe everything. Could you read verses 21 to 23? At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect, if that were possible. So be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. How do you know if a teacher is true or false? What would you say to these three questions? If someone says he's the Messiah, should we believe him? Or if someone says he's a prophet, should we believe him? Or if someone does a miracle, should we then believe him? Well, we must test everything by the Bible. Jesus warns us that false teachers will come. He tells us that some teachers will say, Jesus has come back. And you may think that they are good people. They may do miracles. They may tell good stories. They may tell you that the Christian life is easy if you just do what they say. But Jesus says they deceive people. They make people believe their lies. Now this is very important. Many Christians are too quick to believe things. Teach your people how to know when teaching is wrong. And you could talk here about the wrong teaching, the different kinds of wrong teaching that your people may hear. Ask them if these things are what the Bible says. In Mark 13 verse 5, Jesus says, Watch out that no one deceives you. In verse 23 he says, Be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. Jesus tells us to watch out. There is real danger here. When terrible times come, as Jesus said they will, Jesus doesn't want us confused. He wants us to keep on to the end. He doesn't want us to believe lies. 
He wants us to trust him, even though it's hard. He wants us to keep holding on to what he has said. I think this is very important to stress, Phil. I was actually watching a television programme of somebody in in another country who was claiming to be Jesus. Mm. And it was very sad to see quite a small group, but nonetheless a very earnest group of followers of this man who had been completely deceived by him. Yes. It's exactly what Jesus is saying here. There are those who will deceive us, and we do need to be biblically based, don't we? We must just keep asking, is this what Jesus says in the Bible? And I think the comment you asked, if somebody claims to be a prophet, if somebody says the Lord says this, Hmm. well, how do you know it's true? You compare it with Scripture. And it's hard to question it, isn't it? Hmm. Um, But we must question it because Jesus tells us to. And if they're a godly person, then they'll want us to question it. And with that strong instruction from Phil Crowther, we must bring this edition of Serving Today to a close. We hope you can join us next time when Phil will be looking at the next section in Mark 13. Until then, this is Derek French saying goodbye, and may the Lord help us to always discern the truth. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk or find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.